This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're driving through Parkersburg, West Virginia, taking in the vistas of the Appalachian Mountains. Suddenly, a crash, and an unidentifiable vehicle lands on the front of your truck. From a glowing object that resembles a kerosene lamp, a man exits. He has a dark tan, a green metallic suit, and a chilling grin from ear to ear. He says to you, without using his voice. I am Indrid Cold, and I'm here to finger you. <laughs> Today on Sexy Beasts, we're talking the single cryptid weirdo smiling man that is Indrid Cold. Take it away, Jago. Sexy Beasts, you so sexy. All you luckless monster. Oh, are you cryptic? Keep going. Bert, Tony, Tony, and Jago. Oops, it's Zoe and Deco. Hey, 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 come on after me. Say, fuck, say, blast me. Slap with me. Slap with me. Blasphemy. No. You could come at me with a Bigfoot dick and Loch Ness Monster pussy. Hey, hey, sexy Good day. Oh, who's that Australian? Get out of here. Not because I hate Australians, but because you don't belong in here. Any Australians? <laughs> Welcome to Sexy Beast, your foray into the menagerie of the unexplained. Who let that go in again? Hope he's not Australian. <laughs> it's not Australian. Every podcast is devoted to a specific creature, cryptid, or monster. We discuss its history, its merits, and using our FECS analysis, we rate them, you the beast, against other creatures in our premier crypt. Um, actually, no, sorry. This could be your first episode. Let me explain what this is. It's a monster review show. And be sure to listen all the way to the end of the episode because we're going to be closing it out with our sexy little top trumps. And if someone happens to send in a freak encounter, we might read that as well. My name is Tony Cantwell. And when I'm not podcasting and making people roll over and, you know, die from laughter, uh, my p- personal profession. Um, I, 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 I like, uh, I like the hop house. I like drinking hop house. Oh, as a, as a, as an, as an alternative to lager. There's my recommendation. Jago, anything you like? Um, so my go-to beer at, the, at this day and age is, uh, Languinitas. So if you ever see me out in a pub and I'm crying into my pint, sure. buy me a Languinitas. Languinita. Languinita, please. Is it? <laughs> Langus... Languinita, is it? Languinita, yeah. The, the, this is, I think. I'm thinking of the uh, big prawn, the uh, langoustines. Um, also, you... buy me a big prawn as well. <laughs> if you see me crying into a pint, if you see me crying in a pint of langoustines, buy me a langoustine. Ha 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 ha. 
Oh, brilliant. Um, How much so, were those uh, improv classes? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Jago, did you know that Langonitas is uh, one of the highest calorific uh, beers in existence? As well as Tell that up. to my belly. Okay. Uh, can you get it close to me? Mm. 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 I lied. Remember I said I'd tell your belly that Langonitas? I lied. And I'm kissing it now. Mm. Mm. He liked it. It's scared. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a Starship Troopers. A, a niche reference from Starship Troopers with um what's his name? Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Um the Yep. Um you so, check, if you haven't watched it, actually check it out. It's pretty cool. It's a jingoistic jingo- sort of satire on uh, Bugs V Man. <laughs> well, yeah. When you had Jingo with satire, I'm like, he's going to fuck this up massively. <laughs> and you were right. Yep. Um, Mark Jago, we have a, a slippery little, almost creepy past, a little lively fella on the show tonight. Yeah, it's a first for Sexy Beast. We have a specific individual, mm-hmm. like a man ish, a humanoid shape, because we had the Man-ish. Beast of Givoudon. Beast of Givoudon. Yeah, so which was like a one creature. But we now we one have shot. Indrid Cold. Indrid Cold. Great name, I have to say. Mm. Um, he, yeah, so. so if, you, if his name in Irish, you could call him Far Four. Oh, the cold man, is it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, far. Whatever, schnockte. I'm bored, what I just said. <laughs> far schnockte, you should call my guy, you'll be here in half an hour, 80 quid. Uh, <laughs> clear I your don't. drive. What? To clear the drive. To clear my drive, Mr. Yeah, Plough. Mr. Plough, He's Mr. Plough impersonator. Yeah, Indra Cold, he's from um, the great. Place in America, West Virginia. The great place that it is, West yeah. Virginia. Right. So you are, Mark Jago, you are at uh, at one of those patented uh, uh, West Virginian frat parties. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, called, you know, Dude Economy and the big red font or something like yeah. that. And it's everyone a, has those red cups. Red solo Everyone cups. has those red cups. Yeah. Um, and There's an air of frat superiority around there's an air of superiority there's an air of toxic masculinity there's an air of let's just make sure everyone here is getting home okay yeah but that's not what you're there for you're there to get fucked yeah you get chatting to some hot exchange student from Bulgaria oh look I'll wait for this accent yeah yeah and I, I walk up to her and I get her close to her ear and I say, Cold? Hey, what you say? I said, Indrid Cold, a.k.a. the Grinning Man from West Virginia, is a tall, uh, six foot to seven foot, uh, grinning, hence the name, otherworldly, beady-eyed man uh, with a bald head and a shiny metallic suit. He says to be telepathic uh, and appear at accident scenes. If you take out your cock, I'm going to be so annoyed. <laughs> no, he did. <laughs> yeah, so that's the basis of him. So he's a he's a guy who's been spotted numerous times around West Virginia. West Virginia is a spooky place. A lot of cryptids come along there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mothman. Mothman, you got it. Bigfoot. Oh, one a type of Bigfoot. A, t- a type of Bigfoot. Uh, the origin of the MIBs. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be Jersey Devil. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, spreads out well, that far. Well, it's Jersey, isn't it? Yeah, it could be. But anyway. Is it near? Is it West Virginia near Jersey? I don't know. Apparently, there's like sightings. We've mentioned it before that West Virginia has like sightings of similar creatures. <laughs> you're saying, yeah, we've said it before. Um, New Jersey's right beside West Virginia, and um, there's loads of sightings. It's definitely opposite it. But um, yeah, so he's a tall, six foot to seven foot, very broad man. Mm. Um, 
He's described as having a very uh, otherworldly smile that stretches from ear to ear, uh, almost unnaturally. Very small, sunken, beady eyes. Wears a lot of reflective sunglasses as well. And uh, his suit is made for, from a material um, shiny metallic. Jesus. Like those uh, pants that Unique used to have in... Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Stevenson Shopping Centre. <laughs> yeah, like a kind of uh, nylon, you might even say. Yeah, but this is back in like... 1975 was his first sighting. Now, there has been numerous sightings since then. Wow. But 1975, no one would be caught dead with a sheen suit. So, I don't want to, maybe, um, I don't want to blow my load here, but, I mean, in terms of evidence, but if there was a chap who was just even wearing Oakley shades in the 60s, I'd be like, that was it. Uh, did you ever see those pictures like, oh, we caught a time traveler and it's some yeah. guy walking by with a black phone, like just walking by, like in the, the Titanic pictures? Yeah. Like, or like Mike Tyson at a boxing match and someone has a camera phone. Yeah. That's, and it's like or, time travelers caught. Or like uh, it was a guy, a Jay Z, a guy who looked, looked a bit like Jay Z, and it's like, is this racist a bit? Like, are you just comparing two black people together? Oh, Jesus, I hope not. Yeah, it was a bit. And everyone's like, no, that's just really fucked up. Man, you can't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> so, as I said, there's been sightings of this. The very first sighting. Will we need that for evidence? It goes back to 19, 19, 1966 was the first sort of big sighting of it. But in that same year, there was also a lot of UFO sightings mm. as well. So a lot of people were sort of putting these two and two together. Now, when I explain it to a person, it he doesn't sound that exciting. No, he's especially not if you're chatting up some bird at a party. Yeah, it's like, have you seen that tall man who smiles a lot? And it's like, I can't wait to go home with her. <laughs> and it's like, excuse me, what are you talking about? But it's all about his sort of mythos and his background and how he appears and what mm. he does. Um, he's he's very synonymous with uh, West Virginia. People like are very proud of him as well. Interesting. There's a real sort of like pride, like oh, my great grandfather was like saw injured cold and like oh, what a lucky son of a gun. Mm. I'm gonna vote for Trump. Well, we don't know. We don't. Was that a red state in the end? Uh, it was. It was one of the most. It was originally uh, a democratic state, and it swung so hard to uh, Republican. Whoa! Swung so hard, fucking red on my face from that swinging slap. From from that swinging slap. It's all about the coal mines. Huge coal mines. Ooh, of course. Do you know what, actually, Jago? Given the fact that we're probably going to go, be going into <laughs> fighting, maybe it would be wise to give some level of context for the smiling man. Maybe the one, maybe one of the first sightings, if you could mention before we go into fighting and evidence. Okay, so uh, in 1966, two boys were uh, wa- walking along an escarpment, uh, and when they saw a man standing beside a big fence, uh, he was taller and wider than the fence. Uh, not wider than the fence, taller and broad. Mm. He was wearing a, 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 metal, a metallic suit, fucking H's everywhere, uh, and he had beady eyes, and he was it's grinning no from ear to ear, and uh, and scared them. So they ran away, and they told someone like that, and then a UFOlogist at the time, who was a very famous actor, can't remember his name, haven't written it down, uh, was the six foot two, very big man, and the boy said he was a lot bigger than him, uh, and th- they they were terrified of him. They felt they felt he was trying to talk to them. They felt like pains in their head. Ooh. So I read the story and then as adults, they kept telling the same story, but they, then they finally admitted that they felt some sort of astral presence in front of them. Oh! Scary them. So Sometimes that's the vibe I get off you, Jacob. Ooh. Like, are you trying to read my head or are you just trying to get a sentence out? I don't know, sometimes. Um, so put it in context. This, this Indrid Cole, this is essentially a six foot, some would say bald, some would say slick back, almost... Um, uh, Sicilian yeah. looking hair uh, of a dark complexion 
big smiling face, but pretty much just a handsome human with an otherworldly grin. Grin, yeah, very tan for West Virginia. Very tan for West Virginia, and especially at that time of year when there wouldn't have been particular, especially one of the bigger sightings that was um, that, that 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 comes later on. But essentially, a telepathic tall human. Does that sound like someone? Just who... picture uh, okay. Chris, Christopher Walken uh, in um, True Romance. That's how I'm picturing. Oh, very good. Yeah, in his blue shiny suit when he's talking to Dennis Hopper. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, it's a bit scary. Christopher Walken's scary. Anyway, can this Christopher Walken look like fight? No fighting. Mm. Now, see, listen here. Listen up to the story about a little man in a green suit and Indrid Cold was his name every day and every night and he was a telepath and very broad yeah (laughs) (laughs) I should have put a beat on that (laughs) Jamie please put a beat on that yeah he's a telepath so first of all uh, descriptions of him having telepathic abilities so there's no verbal communication ever has been uttered from this grinning man's mouth it's just a constant grimace on his face Um. So when he looks at you, stares deep into your eyes with his beady black dark eyes, or through over the top of his glasses, you hear his name uh, reverberate around your skull, uh, and usually his intentions are honourable. Interesting. There's not a lot of. There is a few unsubstantiated rumours about him chasing people down dark alleys and brutally beating them, but there's no evidence towards that. I get that's a bit of a creepy pasta. Yeah. So. so what happened was Indrid uh, Cold was sort of picked up by the internet community and ruined, of course, Twitter generation. God, born in... God. Uh, yeah, but basically it was turned into a creepypasta about a grinning man chasing someone down the road and beating the shit out of him. Well, if you're trying to kind of picture in your brain what Indrid Cold might sound like speaking to you telepathically in your head, uh, there was a phone call in the movie The Mothman Prophecies mm. where Indrid Cold calls Richard Gere. And this is what his voice sounds like. Hello, John Clark. Who is this? My name is Indrid Cold. Unless, of course, you're Gordon Smallwood. Your father was born in Racine, Wisconsin. He lived in a greenhouse on Monroe Street. And it goes on like that. It's uh, creepy, isn't it? Yeah, that is very creepy. It's sort of babyish in a way. I'm a baby. I'm a beautiful baby. I'm a beautiful. I don't see babies in that kind of way, Jago. Oh, I was a beautiful baby, won a few competitions. Did you? Yeah. I, I still have a mother of pearl comb uh, at, at my parents' house where I won for a beautiful personal baby competition. Can't believe they sexualized you like that. Well, I had loads of big fluffy hair and they were all like, ah, oh, his little blue eyes. I've seen pictures of you and you knew how to strike a pose. I did. Oh, look, I'm carrying this teddy that's almost bigger than me and my fingers in my mouth and I'm looking class. <laughs> in terms of how babies look. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Uh, back to this fighting ability. of <laughs> Creepy, <laughs> <ain't> it? Sorry. <clears throat> it's, yeah... So, yeah, again, doesn't seem to have a lot of... It does have teleportation abilities as well. Sure. Um, or he does have teleportation as well. Has a very broad man, incredible strength. Is apparently, uh, during a, uh, an incident you saw, he was able to uh, move a car out of a ditch on his own. Who did this? Indrid Cold. Who saw him do this? Uh, one of the people who said they saw him said that after there was a crash, uh, after there was a crash involving his ship, it was not the main guy who I think we're going to talk about, mm. uh, Dornberger, or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a different guy who said apparently, but this guy was a bit of a copycat, sort of had the exact same story as Dornberger, uh, and he said he claims that the guy just picked his car up and t- took it out of a ditch. Interesting. Mm. Well, 
something that's a bit of a spanner in the works for Mr. Endred Cold mm. is he says, uh, one of his first things he says uh, is, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, and we bleed as you do. Mm, so he's a bit of a pussy. So he's a bit of a pussy because us humans are pussies. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, we blind. And Tony's uh, Eurovision Song Contest entry is on its way, flying over to Israel. That's it, off to Israel, doing a version of Alanis Morissette's uh, You Learn. Oh shit, is that a song? Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and do you know what as well? I'm sick of people coming back and trying to like, I get people cancelling things just because, you know, we know more information now. People are not, celebrities are not put on the same kind of pedestal as we are. That's good. We're all humans. So then, like the people we choose to befriend, you know, we want to know stuff about them. We found if someone did something weird, we wouldn't be friends with them. We, you don't want to support people. When people go cancelling things, being like, oh, Alanis Morissette's jagged little pill just doesn't hold up because it's too immature. And trying to be like, I'm just trying to be fucking a contrarian. It was a fucking Jezebel article. It really pissed me off about that album. Oh. It's a class album. Yeah, I've, I've tearing wrote, it to shreds. Being, if you really think about it, Lance Morris, that's Jackie Pill actually is not, you know, fuck y- off. The thing is, though, we're looking back and we're looking for something to say. Wait, Shut like up. years of like improvement, you know. What I mean, I'm not going to look back and be like, oh, Vivaldi's Fifth Symphony was so pedestrian, you know, because <laughs> it didn't have an 808 drum or Kanye West on it, you know. Exactly. Yeah, so it pisses me right off. Looking through our rose super lenses, but anyway. He is, as you said, he is like a bit like a human, but you have to give him the telepath thing. 100%. He can read your thoughts. He knows he can do that kind of like, um, you know, I'd love to see like Frank Miller write a comic about it being like, he's about to throw a punch. I yeah. Dodge. I know that he's got one broken rib. Mm. I kneel I kneel him in the crotch. I kneel on his crotch. I kneel on his crotch. <laughs> this is unnecessary. <laughs> this is unnecessary. He yeah, so he can basically be like, you were going to hit him. He's like, I know I'm going to hit you. I've finished you in three moves. This mm. fight is over. And you're like, fuck, he's beat me. But he is potentially a angel of pure truth and love and beauty. Yeah. Because he hasn't really done anything untoward and I don't think he really has any kind of aggressive streak in him. Mm. First thing he says to the first person he meets is, you know, we come in peace essentially. You know, yeah. we bring you love, I bring you happiness and, you know, that's shit for fighting. For fighting. <laughs> but the thing is though, it's not like he does, he, obviously if he's an alien he has interstellar, interstellar travel. Who mm-hmm. knows that his green metallic suit is not some sort of battle armor just in case he gets into a fucking Fight. What if you throw a dig and it starts wrapping around your fist like some sort That's of a symbiote. liquid? Yeah. yeah. yeah, Unreal. Well, I'm not going to give him the benefit we, of the doubt, even though we don't know that. So, yeah, I literally just gave him a five. I gave him a four, but I'll go to a five because of telepathy. Because, no, five is human. Then we need to give him a six. Okay, we give him a six. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we run a democratic ship here. Yeah. Look, we know that this thing is uh, a tall Sicilian man. Um... We know. Um, do you want to join? Is that what you're doing? No, is it a pen? Have you got a pen? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just don't put a pen up to your mouth like that. Uh, no, I don't have a pen. We know he's a Sicilian man. We know that he's six foot tall. We know that he is telepathic, and we know that he can fight better than the average human, which is that not to say not as good as Jago. Um, but does he? Whatever fucking evidence. <laughs> that was a long one. <laughs> is the evidence, sir? I'm just writing something down. This, uh, 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 <laughs> this really gilds my eggs. Like gilded eggs? Yeah, um, that's how fancy I am. <laughs> wow, it's a it's a deep one. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, but with some caveats. Caveats. 
Caveats. Can we hear... You probably have more evidence than I do. Yeah, so... Got to go to 1966. Woodrow uh, Derenberger was driving down the street. We've actually, it, um, our best friend David Attenborough actually described this pretty well. Yeah. He heard a crash, and in front of it was a large vehicle, fashioned like an old kerosene lamp chimney. So, picture that. Are we thinking Green Lantern? I was, yes, like that sort of thing. But mm. um, he said that there was a bright, uh, iridescent light coming out of mm-hmm. it, which is kind of iridescent, is weird. Um, then, Illuminous. A, a large, a large, tall man, bald man, sort of came out, telepathically communicated with Dernberger and said, basically said, uh, "We come in peace. My name is injured cold. I mean you no harm. I'm just here for, to observe." Uh, he then went on to describe that he's actually from the planet Alanulus, uh, from the Ga- uh, Ganymere system. Interesting. Uh, he claims that he's not the only grinning man that has been to Earth. But he says there is multiple grinning men, uh, and they're all here as observers. Interesting. Mm. I'm just reading, I'm trying to read more about Lanolus here. Um, and it's just the exact same thing that we had. Um, that we had um, At the top of the written here. But the first sighting was, as he said, uh, two, two young boys, boys in yeah. Jersey. It was just me, Martin Mouse Manov and Jimmy, James Jimmy Unitas in New Jersey. We were walking 4th Street and we saw a surreal figure standing near a fence. We walked closer, and the figure, this bald guy with a green metal sword, was standing right there. Jimmy nudged me and said, who the fuck is that guy standing behind you? I said, I looked around and said, this guy's fucking behind a fence. And then he pivoted around and looked right at us. He had a big old fucking grin. And he said, am I funny to you? What am I, a clown? What am I, a clown? What am I, a train? What am I, choo-choo? Huh? <laughs> what am yeah. I, a fucking dart? The dart? What am I, the dart? <laughs> Am I cho- I'm a fucking choo-choo to you? <laughs> what am I, the spire? <laughs> uh, you. Uh, yeah, so that was the the, the very first signing. But that was sin- October, and then November 2nd was um, was the uh, Woodrow Derringer. Woodrow, yes, the Derringer. Derringer. No, it's Derringer. The way you said it, yeah, but apparently on that same night, there was UFOs, UFOs spotted uh, all around that area, uh, up to a 40-kilometer radius from that area where he mm. was... Uh, hit or hit with the traffic or the, whatever this flight. Um, uh, since then, yeah, fucking hell. Uh, since the, uh, since then, there's been numerous sightings. There's a reported up to two hundred sightings of a grinning man. There is uh, there is photographic evidence. Jesus of this man. Now, I think if you look at him up, he actually it looks pretty cool. He he looks like a pretty cool beatnik. Yeah. He kind of looks like a kind of. Um, He's not smiling that much though. <laughs> yeah, he looks miserable as fuck. <laughs> Maybe uh, that's the one time. Maybe in his culture, smiling is the norm, and you get sad for pictures. Maybe, maybe yeah, kind of like reverse, uh, uh, like Native Americans. Now, keeping in mind that <clears throat> the Mothman, who I feel because there was a lot of research, we didn't do much of it and didn't give it a very good score. Mm. Now, like listen, we could have read a book on Mothman. Mothman, but this, but there, anyway, there, there is a book on Mothman. <laughs> there is a book on Mothman, but basically, this second sighting of the first sighting of um, Indrid Colden. October 16th, 1966. November 2nd, 1966, you have the second sighting. And then November 12th, you have the first sighting of the Mothman. Yeah, so that's a that's a prevalent theory that has run through this whole sort of mm. uh, uh, spaghetti western of ideas that is injured cold. Um, mm. That he is the Mothman 
in a humanoid sort of camouflage. Out of costume. Out of costume, yeah. He thinks that he comes to Earth to sort of warn people about imminent disasters or his job is he's sort of like health and safety for the universe. Mm. He turns up and says, that bridge is going to collapse. And um, he collapses and no one listens to him because he's a fucking mo- he's dressed like a moth. Yeah. So then he, they thought, okay, maybe put Indra Cold in uh, sort of a, a cool beatnik's body. Yeah. And people would be more likely to listen to him. Well, I mean, that is that is the dream. Although, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, what do humans like? Uh, they like happiness and love. Hmm. Um, so just smile loads. And it's like, that's too much of a good thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Injured cold is too much of a good thing because it's creepy. Yeah, that's the thing. He like, scared the fuck out of this guy. So, yeah. So if someone's been watching, especially from the like the say like since television started up until like the 1975 or 1966 when mm. like a lot of the television would have been very family friendly sort of orientated mm-hmm. there wouldn't be any sort of like sad melodramatic stuff so I assume that he'd be like hey it's me Indra Cold you have a great hairline by the way thank you it's very strong very very strong <laughs> what were you doing I was trying to talk to you I was talking to yeah, you yeah I wasn't listening to you I was looking at your hairline oh cool fantastic I'm getting my V is getting more pronounced as my wings kind of go up you know um, I'm gonna hear his disappearing oh, up. you're uh, what's it called the fucking uh, the hairs disappearing up the wings of my head. Anyway, uh, there's another theory that injured cold is actually uh, a mach- mischievous a magician, a magician's sleeve, uh, no, a mischievous spirit that of a beatnik who actually died in a car crash in that area, and he ar- turns up, says he's an alien, but he's actually a ghost. Which is <laughs> pretty, like, pretty fucking funny if you think about it. Like if you a were a ghost. If I was a ghost, I'd be like, oh, I'm an alien. Beep, boop, boop, boop. That's genius. Yeah. Or I'm a robot. Or I would just inhabit, like, kettles and be like, I'm a robot kettle. Yeah. Please don't put water in me. Don't put water. And I'm I own ghost. A, it's fine. I'm a ghost. Now, there was, yeah, the, the third sighting uh, in Point Pleasant mm. in West Virginia. The Lily family. Yes. Um... Sorry, did you just say this? No, this links into it. So this is where I I sort of did more research. So the Lily family uh, claimed it was a he. They saw this creature standing over one of their daughter's bed. Claimed, mm. uh, and I looked into it, and people have claimed that there was there was a horrific car crash there around that area where a couple of people died, a couple of uh, beatniks with their poetry and they're on the road with Jack Kerouac. Um, so people just assumed that that's what that is. A rogue beatnik. A rogue beatnik had come in. If you had to be haunted. By a, a like a subculture person. Ooh, who would you be hunted by? Um, I feel like goths are fairly harmless in the grand scheme of mm. things, and but goths would be the most terrifying to see. They will be the most terrifying yeah. to see. Uh, and what about I, a Harajuku girl? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, really good. That'd be brilliant. So kawaii. But sometimes that might be a bit too intense, you know. Yeah, I think I kind of would want someone who's just a bit more kind of maybe a surfer dude. Oh, yeah, so like, oh, dude, oh, dude, I surf's up in heaven. Exactly. Like, if I had to see someone the whole, all the time, I'd probably want someone who wasn't really morose, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, well, at least Taylor's having a good time. Uh, someone, I want, to, like, a really big fan of Eminem. <laughs> so, oh, God. It's like, a fucking oh. juggalo. Yeah, a juggalo. Imagine getting haunted by a juggalo. Oh, God. God. Whoop, whoop, drinking my Fago. <sighs> Um, Kevin McGarhan went to the gathering of the Juggalos and um, and said it was the dirtiest place he'd ever been. Uh, they have that they do that orange soda stuff where they yeah, just yeah Fago, is that Fago? Yeah, or yeah. something it's along those lines. Yeah, it's like my name anyway. Uh, ah. But there's a really good documentary. Check it out. It's on Vice called Gathering of Juggalos. And 
like it looks disgusting and I think I caught hep watching it uh, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what a juggalo is they're basically people who follow insane clown posse and kind of dark lotus dark lotus mm-hmm. and are kind of like uh, tend to just adopt their own kind of weird kind of dirty clown persona yeah there, it's a lot like of like lower class white people in clown makeup yeah but but like it was actually really sort of they were all looking out for each other they were all super high mm. on meth and stuff like that but they were all like it looked like everyone had a good time. It was like body and soul uh, with like clown makeup on. You know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. really nice to each other and stuff yeah. like that. I still would never want to go. It looked dirty, dirty. There was poop everywhere. Um, um, but anyway, there was a man standing over the bed. It was a man, a big man, very broad. I couldn't see his face very well, but I could see that he was grinning at me. He walked around the bed and stood right over me. I screamed again. I hid under the covers. When I looked up again, he was gone. A ghost. So th- there is a lot of sightings of him, but it, Sort of in West, as I said before, West Virginia, it's a pride to spot it in the yes. cult. Which Jersey and West Virginia have the creepiest shit going. Yeah. Um, like, uh, there's lots of really good ghost stories coming from West Virginia because a lot of people die in mines, coal mines. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, it's a pride that you've seen in cult. So a lot of sort of, not copycats, what would the word be like? Sort of braggadocious people are like, oh, I definitely saw injured cold in this area mm. where. And then and another theory about injured cold. Here we go. Okay, is he's Jesus. actually an agent of MIB. The MIB. And he's here to investigate the, those like the Montman, Bigfoot, uh, Jersey Shore, um, and the ghost. Well, it's funny you say that, Mark Jago, because aren't the fa- the MIB famously, uh, or the, the Mount Pleasant appearances of the MIB, also of an sallow skin hmm. olive complexion kind of uh, slick black hair all appeared around the same time as Mothman these were the people who also kind of walked around didn't fully know how to interact with humans yeah. couldn't read social cues which isn't necessarily a bad thing but then they couldn't they didn't even know how to eat, eat they would steak. move they got someone to cut steak the waitress had to show them how to physically eat steak and when they did they didn't chew they just gulped it up hmm. and when they moved they seemed to move rigidly and not fluidly like jump 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 anywhere they went yeah is yeah, he could easily be one as well. See, there's a lot of sort of what he could be, and but the evidence is pretty word of mouth. And having said that, let's hear some word of mouth because I do have the daughter of Woodrow Derenberger, um, Woodrow Wilson, Woodrow will whisper in the worlds, Woodrow, uh, talking about how she kind of came to a realization that. It her her father may have been telling the truth, Ooh. although she although she actually believed. So sorry. It's how her mother kind of came to terms with understanding this. She believed the whole time, and she actually said that uh, Indrid Cold would visit her on a regular basis and said that he wasn't scary, didn't didn't grin too mm-hmm. severely, and was actually even at her father's funeral. Aww. So when Woodrow Derringer, and you can listen to the entire interview where he goes up on a local news station the next day to tell, like literally last night, he says he met this guy, mm-hmm. and you can watch the whole interview on YouTube, um, and he seems terrified and and Indrid Cold says to him, um, we'll, we'll meet you again. Don't worry, we'll meet you again. And one of the guys is like, and do you hope to meet him again? He's like, I do not. I hope to never see this man again. Um, and apparently he did. He just kept messing with him. But anyway, this is his daughter talking a bit about her mother coming to terms with it. Gone all the time. A lot of it was because people were coming over all the time. Okay. And mom just couldn't take it. Mom denied a lot of this um, for years. And then when she was um, dying in 2009, she and I had a long talk. 
and she, she said something that I'd never heard before, that she would go to the store and she'd come home and dad would tell her what she bought, who she saw, where she went, before she even barely got out of the car. So what happened on 70? So, so some sort of... He was a creep. He was a little creep. He was like, creep. He's like, here, I'll tell your wife this, right? She bought <laughs> six eggs. Yeah. Uh, some Tampax. And Tampax. New brand over there. Yeah, she has fancy. Um, I give it an evidence of six. Six as well. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Oh, it can't be six now, otherwise it will summon the beast. Summon the bloody devil. Um... Right, so look, all this thing, keep it in mind. Is it, look, what, wait, come on, is, is this cool? <laughs> keep in mind, look. <laughs> cool, baby. Oh. Really? <laughs> hey. Oh, oh, very good. Very good. She's got a nice little, uh, nice little note from Boss Allen uh, saying, don't do a shit episode on the glass. Or Thanks Elsa. Or Elsa. He's, or Elsa he's talking about Elsa from Frozen yeah. he watches Frozen on repeat in there and just, just be fapping away yeah it's kind of <laughs> creepy it's yeah. so weird um, right and so as he comes he just screams let it go So is it cool? <laughs> uh, look, it's, it, it ticks all the boxes for me. You got creepy pasta yeah. vibes of a grinning man, mm. although he doesn't do anything creepy. You've got male, but go on. You've got mail. Uh, no, you've got mail. Implied danger. So not that's really what, at all. No, like I like. There's I, no. Imp, there's no implication. No, that's that's the thing. I like cryptids where it's like implied that it could. Like, there's no record of him ever hurting anyone. but nope. he could hurt someone. I like that. I don't know why. Uh, I well prefer that than a creature that fucking goes around and tears people's heads off and fucking. In terms of the creepy weird. implication, him mm-hmm. staring at two Jersey boys. As his first sighting isn't great, and then ha- oh, ho- shit, and then yeah. hovering over the bed of the other one, yeah, and then saying, "Hey, buddy, uh, what are you doing in your car, there, man? Hey. It's me, Indrid Cold, and I'm not using my mouth. I bleed, yeah, I bleed. If it, if like I bleed, you. you can kill me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm just a normal guy. Hey, us humans, you know, yeah. we we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do. Look how big I smile. Look how big. Oh, I keep going. Look." My cheeks yeah. keep going. It keeps going and going. Um, um, I think, he, yeah, exactly. He ticks all the boxes for me. Alien, yep. unexplained, uh, humanoid form, yep. maybe like a big cover-up covering it. Yep. Uh, whole town conspiracy. Like, there's definitely some small <clears throat> town out there who's actually hiding injured cold. Possibly. And I'm thinking of like, uh, uh, what was the name of that fucking movie? Uh, oh, Language. What was the name of that flipping movie? Oh, wait. Oh, Bleen. Wesley Snipes. Um, Blade. No. And Demolition Man. No, but he's, uh, he's uh, No. He's a drag queen. Oh, um, Tu Wong Fu or something Wong like Fu. that. Like that that scene in that uh, when the all the small town all come out as drag queens uh, to try and fight the the guys who were trying to persecute them. Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything. Yeah. Julie I'm, Newmar. I'm thinking that's what it's like. So like one day the government will turn up to arrest uh, injured cold in a small rural town and the rural town spirit will kick in and everyone comes out dressed in a green suit mm. be like I'm injured cold no I'm, I'm injured cold I'm in the, me and my wife's fucking injured cold and then there's a dog in a green suit and it goes Arruff! yeah very yeah, good I'm injured cold and then the title say I'm injured cold yeah. um, that's great 
and in terms of popularity, it is quite popular. Uh, in terms of popularity, it's quite popular. Get down on a t-shirt. Uh, no, look, it's cool. It's popular. Indrid Cold is a name that comes up regularly. Yeah, we're thinking of Mothman. t-shirts, and we're thinking of that. That's the kind of be the if if it's popular, it's popular. If it's popular, it's popular. Mm. Uh, in terms of popularity, it's popular. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, look, this thing is popular. It's in the movies, you know. People have heard about it. Uh, it's it's it, it 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 it's potentially the origin of, you know, it's got the kind of it's got Slender Man vibes. Yeah. It's got creepy pasta grinning. It man was one vibes. of the from what it was I, adopted heavily by the yeah. Internet. It was one of the sort of like original creepy pastas that sort of spread through. Mm. Um, I remember fucking spending so long on creepy pasta just reading all the stories. It's dangerous. Yeah, and then I'd uh, I'd be like, oh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit freaked at night, and I was like, I wonder why, because I read like two hundred crap uh, stories and one good one. Do you know the more I get off the internet, and the more I get off getting deep into the internet, the more significantly happier I am. Oh, now, so. am I living a, a ostrich life? You know, am I fucking head in the sand? sand? Possibly. So, but you haven't stopped listening to podcast. No, so, I never especially will. this one. No, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I give it a cool. Of seven, I give it a cool seven too. Did you? Yeah. We're this syncing is getting weird. Up. Yeah, we're literally syncing up, and I Although don't like it. We keep it. saying we're syncing up, and then sometimes we don't have the same score, and we're like, "Oh, will you do this," and then we do the same score. I think we just like each other. Yeah. <laughs> Tick the box. Do you like me? Yes. No. Look, we know that it's a tall Sicilian man, um, but and he can't eat a steak. We know it's a tall Sicilian man that can't eat a steak, but <laughs> is it even sexy? This thing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a man, so you should be like, yeah, but... I think this is the closest we've come to an actual thing that we can say we can fuck. <laughs> but I don't want to have... I... Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> what, I have to fuck this thing? No, I'm I just... have to prove that I want to fuck this thing over a cat? Is that you, what you're saying you to me? You literally went on a big rant about phantom cats and how you thought it was acceptable to fuck. And then this humanoid creature who, who is fucking, has the brain of a human, basically, but just a bit telepathic. It's just a man. It's just a man, yeah. You want a bit of danger. <laughs> you want a bit of crime in your sex. No, listen. I, I would... I do not... I'm, I have to. I have to give it a courtesy score because it's a happy... Tall, hmm. handsome, dark man. It's got Omar Hassan vibes written all over it. Yeah. But I'm just not into him. Oh, he's just not, not into you. What would you do if you tried to come onto the, the uh, injured cold and he turned you down? <laughs> and in your head, you're like, mm, I just think we shouldn't be friends. I'd start screaming uh, like racial slurs and homophobic slurs in my head so he'd hear them. Oh, and you'd be like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd be like, Jesus, language Jesus, audio. I can't and I'd be say like, that. Mm-hmm. I didn't say it out loud, so it's not. And I have my fingers up against my temple, and I'd be looking at him, staring, shaking, and nosebleed like fucking number whatever her name is from Stranger Things. Eleven. But then whatever. he, she, then he could probably do the same to you, putting like those images of like rotting pig carcasses and shit in your head because he's tel- telepathic. Yeah, man. If you think that's anything better than the fucking screensaver I have going most of the time, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. I, I think I he, this, this is one of the sexiest ones we have. It's yeah, not, but it's not. A man is look. Maybe a man is not sexier than a tick blank. 
I'm heterosexual. I'm uh, on the Kinsey scale. I'm probably forty percent gay. I don't think it goes in percentage. Percentile. Whatever. If it's a scale, it has to be an arrow pointing either way. I'm not in the middle. I'm probably. Oh, you think it was like you thinking of it like an actual like rainbow sort of yeah. scale? I was thinking. Well, like if a it's slide. a rainbow scale, then I'm probably then it's <laughs> much gayer than I thought it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm not saying like. I'm not saying it's because it's a man. I won't have sex with you. you know what I mean? That was actually something when I got married. I'm like, I'm probably not going to have sex with a man now. And <laughs> I was, dis- that, I was dis- yeah, and I remember that in your veils. It was really odd. <laughs> it was weird, Billy. And I started listing all the men that I wanted to, but would yeah. not have sex with. And I'm like, Jason Momoa, Jason Momoa, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Evans, Chris Evans, See, both, both of them. <laughs> See, this is the thing that makes me think that makes me push up I think on the Kinsey scale because I am not attracted to any kind of like nuanced man around like that I'm just fucking go for broke give me the hunk you know what I mean yeah. like if there's Henry someone, Cavill Henry Cavill do you know what I mean someone who's marginally taller than me who's yeah. really handsome like Paul Rudd when we mates with him well, I'm not like attracted to him yeah. a lot of women are like you know Paul, Paul Rudd is gorgeous like, yeah. but he's a gorgeous man as well yeah. do you know what I mean and you know, but I'm not into and like Killian Murphy or stuff like that. Loads of girls like Killian Murphy hmm. and love that. Oh, kind he has of, very good jaw, yeah, cheekbones. He's a good cheekbone. He's got little stunning eyes, and he ha- and he does a very good kind of gaunt thing. And some girls are into that, uh, but I'm not into any kind of nuance of that. So that makes me think that I'm even more straight than I give myself credit for. Having said that, I'd want to fuck a cat over this thing, and I give it a sex appeal seven. Sex appeal seven. I actually did look at just to prove. I'm showing you my score now. Seven. Yeah. Because so an average human is five. Yeah. Actually, yeah, keep that in mind. Average human is five. Is this more or less sexy than a human? More telepathic. So it could, like, even if it's shite sex, you could put in the image in your head that it's good sex. That is Chris Hemsworth. It's Chris. He could turn into whatever you want. Oh, Oh, nine. No, it's still seven. Yeah, seven. All right. Okay, shit. Uh, Okay, fuck. I always freak out. Okay, shit. Okay, fuck. (laughs) Okay. Um, I have a name. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Jacob. Um, Okay, six plus six is 12. Plus seven, plus seven. You, I do the map. Okay, fine. Right. Wait, let me do the map. Jago, give me the scores. Fighting, six. Evidence, six. Cool, seven. Sex, seven. Sex appeal, seven. Which leaves a total of... 26. 26. Which puts it... Which puts this motherfucker... <clears throat> which puts this motherfucker in... Uh, it pushes motherfucker in twenty fourth place. Ooh, that's not bad, is it? That's not bad. I mean, it's above half. No, hang on, it'd be twenty twenty third place. So just behind, actually, a lot at twenty six. You have in joint, whatever something's place, but this would be twenty six in the score we see here, or twenty third, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Tikbalang, the Kappa, the Banshee, the Mermaid, and the Manticore all in the same kind of what 26. What is... Fucking Manticore, no, not at all. What's Tikbalang sexy? Tikbalang is a 10 sexy. Fuck I yeah, scored that one. That's fair enough, yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. Way, 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 way sexier. So this thing is what, sex appeal? So you've got the Manticore, we had a, as a higher sex appeal than, mm-hmm. an, than an actual human. So... <laughs> so there you have it. Right, so... <laughs> so there you have it. Welcome to the Premier Crypt, Ingrid Indrid. Welcome to the Premier Crypt, Indrid Cold. Uh, we've really ousted ourselves here as uh, people who look. We're looking for sponsors. I'm not going to go into it, but anyway, welcome to the welcome to the Premier Crypt. Okay, but let's have a little bit of top trumps.
but no Wolfman again tomorrow. They pick one team in the theatre screams at the part of the show that we call Top Trumps. So, Jago, I have a confession to make t- about Top Trumps. Yeah, go on. Tell me. <sighs> what have we done? What did you do? Oh, no, did I do something? No. Um, okay, we have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games of Tom Trumps. Yeah. One of which we had a draw yeah. and we had to do. So overall, we have played nine hands of Top Trumps. Yeah. I have <laughs> cheated three separate times. Tony, <laughs> how? Okay. I played the Manticore twice. I played the Mermaid that was a draw. I played the Manticore and lost. The next week, I played the Manticore again and lost without realising then the next week I played the Tokolosh and lost. The following week I played the Chitori and won. <laughs> then I played the Chitori again and I won. And then I played two weeks in a row the Mongolian Deathworm, lost both times, and then a troll. So. So you've been reusing them? I have. Yeah. What the fuck? How did but this happen? Because I couldn't remember which ones I was doing. So, but look, if you keep this in mind, right, I have played the, Man- the Manticore... And the chi- and the Mongolian Deathworm, I've played twice. No, I played essentially <laughs> four times. I've used so I played them twice and lost twice both times. Yeah. So the two times that I won, it hasn't cancelled. So they cancelled each other out basically. So basically, yeah, but more so. I've anything. Maybe playing the Manticore twice and losing twice, and playing the Chitori twice and winning twice cancels each other out. But because I'm just so fucking stupid, I play the Mongolian Deathworm again twice in a row. <laughs> so I'm so currently the scores are. Uh, six to you, yeah, and two to me, yeah. So, but, did you but we only have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen left. So we're still. I can still win. You can still win. I can still win. You it's probably not. won't. Because <clears throat> looking at my next couple, I'm just like, oh, poor Tony, turn poor little suckle on my teeth, Tony. Get me to suckle on your teeth, for God's sake. I won't. Um, okay, Mark Jago. Mm. What are the name of our teams again? Uh, I cannot remember. Okay, well, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So I'm going to shuffle my cards here. And I'm going to pull... Oh, I pulled the Yeti. Oh, fuck! Oh, oh. my God! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jamie, cut that. No, you will not. The Yeti. Okay, I'm I'm shuffling my cards. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. And I pulled the Yeti. Okay, the Yeti. Shit. Which, we, uh, if you don't know, we did Electric Picnic. I was really hungover and I just wanted this to be over really quickly. So, so you gave I, really... Really high scores really quickly. Okay. And yeah. I chose uh, Cool Factor. Oh, fuck's sake. And my Cool Factor, if you have... Do you have the list there, do you? It's 10. It's 10, Tony. Fucking hell. 10 Tonys. Right. What well, you... I have the Wendigo. Oh, and how did he go? He go 8.5. 8.5. So, who won that? Ew. Yeah! So, again, going to stick with Team uh, Jago is Cool. That's a shit name. It's still true, though. Mm. And then Team um, Ingrown Pube. Fair. Ingrown pube. 
ingrown pube it is. Yeah, Ing- Ingrid pube. Ing- Ingrid Ingrid pube. Yeah, ingrown pube. Team Tony did the ingrown pube. Great job, Mark Jago. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what are you going to get tattooed on me? Um, well, we don't know yet. I'm, don't, I, I have some ideas. Um. Well, if you would like to buy your top trumps, they will be on sale. Uh, I don't know. Eventually, they're going to be class. Anyway, here's freaking counters. Be a great drinking game, no you know. Ma- Shut up for a second. No matter what they tell us. Freak encounters. <laughs> You, you spit your cheek. I bit my cheek really hard there. Oh. Anyway, yeah, it would be a great drinking game. Yeah, it would be like, well, I got the manticore. Let's get white girl wasted. <laughs> <laughs> right. This week's freak encounter comes in from Stephen Lee. Thank you very much, Stephen Lee. Stephen Lee sent in his freak encounter via the email. But you can send in your freak encounter in the same way. Sexybeastpod at gmail.com or on the old Instagram. Sure, fucking why not? Uh, Sexybeastpod. Uh, and you could send it to our Twitter, but somehow we got banned from Twitter. Yeah, we need to f- fix that. They think that we're six or something. Yeah, they think we're younger than we are. I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I tried to send them a picture of my passport and they were like, that doesn't count as ID. And I was like, why not? <clears throat> so anyway, freak encounter by Stephen Lee. By Stephen Lee. I'll have to cut this down because it's a bit long. Hope you don't mind. I drove my truck down the highway, telling my wife about the local legends of a small farm town where I'd spent my childhood. Due to an unsettling hunting experience, she had a fear of Bigfoot, so I thought it would be funny to scare her with the stories that were shared by the crusty farmers of my past. I could see that the stories were making her uncomfortable. So I continued to tease and torment her with the dark tales. She was nearly to the point of asking me to stop when I mentioned the small town being on a scenic route that happened to be on the way to our destination. She was determined to show me that she was not intimidated by my little stories and mentioned that she would like to see the place that was so cryptic and dark. I couldn't resist. Cryptic and dark. Are you just the word cryptid? Nice contribution, Jigo. I couldn't resist. She was setting herself up for the scare of a lifetime, and I knew exactly how to create the ultimate scary experience. Soon we found ourselves on winding dirt roads, the setting sun just starting to cast its long shadow, then the sleeping town came into view. When we finally reached my childhood home, the sun had set low behind the mountain. The old pioneer home sat right at the base of the looming hillside. I pointed to a small dirt road that was completely surrounded by thick pine. I told my wife that... Most of the legends had occurred up that road and started to drive towards it. I couldn't shake the awful feeling that I was playing with things I did not understand. But we were already there. The road was small and due to the thick foliage casting prominent shadows, the snow had been packed down and frozen into the surface. A very noticeable drop in temperature added to the atmosphere I was hoping to create and our accent up the winding road began. I'm just going to go back to the tunes again. Several minutes had passed when the road came to an abrupt end. A large chain link fence limited all who came to continue. Blah, blah, blah. We travelled on foot. Um, we sat in the cold truck talking about how it was a fun trip and we should be getting home. Still, I was genuinely curious about the chain fence blocking the path. I clearly remembered the road being open to the public only years before 
There was no visible signs prohibiting trespassers, so I decided to take a look around. My wife advised against it, mentioning that we were already behind schedule and that it was stupid to walk around the, wa the woods after dark. She was right. I opened up the door of my truck and the air turned to ice. I could hardly breathe. My foot hit the ground at the same moment I looked down the length of the fence and noticed a figure that had not been there moments before. It looked nothing like the stories I'd been telling during our trip. The figure looked sickly, long limbs that reminded me of an emaciated elderly man fell limply to its gaunt figure's side. This being could not be alive. Its current condition suggested that it was not only dead, but in a state of decay. Thin skin stretched tight over its bones like parchment ready to tear. It was frigid, and the air hurt to breathe. But no cold for my entire life could compare to the empty chill I felt while looking at this being. I jumped back into my truck and drove faster than I had in my entire life. My wife was silent, and I began to sob. No matter how far we travelled, the being from the being I couldn't shake the cold. And I couldn't drive fast enough. I'm gonna play one with you over time. And I couldn't drive fast enough to escape the terror I just felt. And I knew that whatever I just witnessed was the closest thing to evil I would ever encounter in this life. Weeks later, after I was willing to talk to my wife about it, she decided to go to the bottom of it, and she just and she combed through local legends. After a while, she came to the conclusion and said she knew what it was. You see, the land was originally inhabited by indigenous people. And legends told of the cold winters and monsters that would show themselves in the coldest parts of winter. She showed me a picture and the cold entered my soul again. It was, without a doubt, the Wendigo. Oh, Stephen Lee, thank you very yeah. much for for writing that and very well written and painted very a gorgeous well, yeah. picture. The Wendigo, very taut skin. Over. The wind, the same fucking Wendigo that wasn't apparently cool enough to beat a fucking Yeti. <laughs> and you know what? It's way cooler than the Yeti. The Wendigo is way cooler than it's the Yeti. It's a hundred percent is, but at the time we had a guest and I was hungover, so. Yeah. Also, I couldn't stop laughing when he said Frigid, and I was like, hey, live Frigid. Grow up, Jago. Jago, do you have some West Virginian proverb? I do, an Appalachian saying Please. here now. I'm going to do it my best Appalachian accent. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. um, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it building a nest in your hair. Very good. Thank you, Mike Jago. You got that sexy bitch. You're just so sexy. All you like is monsters. Oh, are you cryptic? Cryptic, big fuck, and ego. There's a cracking ego. What about now? I'm the best, last man, man. Who just said fuck said you could laugh at me? Smack with me. With a big foot dick, you can slap at me. Blasphemy. You could never come at me with a big foot dick and a luckless monster pussy. Big bass, sexy bass. This has been a Podcast Network production. I am really sexy. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.